Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, we're grateful to you for your love and for your mercy. We pray the entrance of your word brings light and illumination. We pray that this morning, teach us your word, line upon line, precept upon precept. May our lives never be the same again. As we hear your word, preach unto us. May we become anointed in a very special way and use us to do your work, even the work of the ministry. In Jesus' name. Everybody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can you grab your Bible and say, this is my Bible. It contains the word of God. I am what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. I'm about to receive the rich and failing and grafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life will never be the same. Never, never the same again. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now take a seat and give God a hand of praise. Somebody bless his holy name. Oh, that's a weak one. Hallelujah. I want to continue my teaching on why we must win souls. Tell somebody, be a soul winner. So that's actually my, my, my title, Be a Soul Winner. Now, we must be soul winners. Now, what is soul winning? Soul winning is to reach out to the lost and tell them about the gospel and ensure that they have received the love of Christ in their hearts. Amen? And... When you do that, one of the reasons why Jesus came is that he came to seek and to save the lost. So you must be a soul winner because that is the reason why Jesus came to the earth. So if you are a disciple of Jesus, then you must do what Jesus came to do. In Luke chapter 19, verse number 10, the Bible says that for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, the word seek, can you put a dictionary? Can you put a dictionary on the word seek for us? The word seek actually means to diligently look out for. Amen? So if Jesus came to diligently look out for the lost and to save them, then we, his disciples, must do the same in diligently looking out for people who are lost. So, we, in wherever we go to, we have to find out, is this person saved or not? Anybody that we meet, we need to find out, is this man saved or not? Because if the person is not saved, the person will go to hell. The reason why he came to seek and to save the lost is because of the fact that for all have sinned, the Bible says, and have fallen short of the glory of God. Is that right? Romans chapter 3 Verse number 23. And the Bible says in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin, if, if all have sinned, the wages of sin or the salary for sin or the penalty for sin is death. And the word death means to be disconnected from the life of God. So he realized that after Adam and Eve sinned against God, their spirits became disconnected from God. They didn't have the life of God. And... So they lost what is known as God consciousness. Earlier on, are you here with me? Yes. 
Earlier on, when God created man, he created man in his image and likeness, and so man had God consciousness. Every man is trapatite in nature. He's a spirit. He possesses a soul, dwells in the body. Say after me, man is trapatite in nature. He's a spirit. He possesses a soul and dwells in a body. Okay, so this body is only a container. Now, the body gives you well consciousness, ability to be able to touch things. That's why anybody who has to legitimately live on earth must have a body. And then, your soul gives you self-consciousness, makes you become aware of yourself. Then your spirit gives you God-consciousness, gives you the opportunity or the ability to be able to relate to God. Now, when man sinned against God, he lost the God consciousness. The connection with God was broken. So it means that man only became more of what? Self-conscious. Relating, operating only in his soul. And anybody who operates only in self-consciousness always thinks about himself, self. And that is where sin and wickedness come in. And because a person's life is disconnected from the life of God, there's nothing of God in him. And Jesus, when he came, when God realized that the wages of sin, I mean man has sinned, the wages of sin is death, and he's been disconnected from him, he decided to get man to be reconnected to him. And that's why the Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. He saw not the houses, but the people in the world that he gave his only begotten son. This John 3, 16 is the greatest scripture in the Bible. Amen. And it has 25 words. And these 25 words in John 3, 16 will transform everybody's life as they believe it. Amen. For God so loved the world, he loved the world. Now, when you love somebody, you want to help the person. And to love means to have a deep affection for. Amen. Amen. So God had a deep affection for the people in the world. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God uh, 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 commended or demonstrated his love for us. In that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it means that even when we're bad, God had a deep affection for us, not wanting man to be destroyed, and so he sent his son Jesus to come and die for us. For God so loved the world, the people in the world. Now, if God is the greatest personality in the world, or in the whole universe, and God loves the world, including you, that you are in the world, then it means that you are loved by the greatest personality. And God's love is greater than any human being's love. That is why you must always choose God first. It would be very silly to choose the love of man first. It would be nonsensical to decide that your husband should be number one. Your wife should be number one. Your children should be number one. You don't understand love. Because you see, in the rankings of order, God is higher than your father. God is higher than your mother. God is higher than your husband. God is higher than your children. 
So if God so loved the world and God loves you, then you must know, always have an understanding that the greatest personality in the universe loves you. So you have the best of love. Amen. Amen. So when human beings don't love you and God loves you, it's better. Because you have the best of love. For God so loved the world that he gave, love is a giver. He gave his only begotten son. Amen. When anybody says he has love for somebody, it's not about what he's getting. Anytime you love, you become a giver. The one who says I love this person because he gives me this, that is a parasitic relationship. When he said, I love you, I love him, I love him because he does this, he, he buys me papaya, he buys me shoes, he buys me that, he buys me that, he buys me that. That is parent love. The other day we learned about it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But the real love is agape love. Amen. The matured love. Where he thinks about others. And God is matured. So God thinks about the world. And the people in the world that are lost because of their sin nature. Amen. Amen. And that's the reason why he sent his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him should not perish. Whoever believes in him, so I say, whoever believes in him should not perish. The word perish there comes from the, from the Greek word that means to be destroyed. So whoever will believe in him will not be destroyed. Amen. Amen. Why? He will not be destroyed by his sin. Because sin will destroy you. The wages of sin is what? Death. So whoever believes in him will not go and face death. And John chapter 5 verse 24 says that, you know, when we come to Christ, we are moved from from death unto life. Wow. Amen. Amen. Whoever believes in him should not what? Perish, but have everlasting life. So how do we get this everlasting life? The everlasting life is to have God's own kind of life in order to be reconnected to God. And so when you have God, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you believe in him and you receive him, John 1, 12 says that, 11 and 12 says he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. So once you receive him, you are given the right to become God's own child. And every child behaves like their parents. So you, begin, you receive the seed of your father, God. And that is where you gain your God consciousness. I hope you are getting me. Good. So God wants people to receive what? To his nature. And to receive his nature, you get it by Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. So you realize that the qualification for your not perishing, for your not being destroyed, is to believe in Jesus. Someone say, believe in Jesus. Say it again, believe in Jesus. Now, how do you believe? You believe by receiving an information. So it means that, that's what the Bible says that, how can they hear without what? A preacher. So it means that people must hear to be able to believe in order to call upon the name of the Lord. And whoever who shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
So it's important now that we must have preachers who should be able to preach the word of God unto them. Amen. And when we preach, when the word of God is preached unto people and they believe, that is when they will be saved. Hallelujah. The interesting thing about going to heaven is that everybody can go to heaven so long as you believe in Jesus. Not everybody will be allowed to go to the White House, no matter who you are. President Trump can say that there's some president in some country, he won't allow them to come, even to America. There's, not everybody may be allowed to go to Flagstaff House. Not everybody may be allowed to get into an MP's house. Not everybody may be allowed to get to certain places. No matter your qualification. But, as for God, he's so willing for everybody to come to heaven so long as they believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And that's the reason why, and you see, there are anybody who comes to live on planet Earth and hasn't received Jesus is on his way to death. In fact, he's spiritually already dead. And I told you the other day that everybody, you either have two deaths and what? One life or one life and two deaths. Two deaths means that you are spiritually dead now and one day you die physically. And then two lives, is that right? Is when you receive, or one death is initially you are spiritually dead when you receive spiritual life and then you die physically. But then the two lives is when you have this natural life and then you receive a spiritual life in Christ Jesus. And everybody, before you can make it to heaven, you need the two lives. You need to only die once physically and then be able to have both the physical life or what we call the biological life and then the spiritual life. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus Christ, the primary reason why Jesus Christ came was to come and seek out those who are lost and save them. Amen. Good. And when he came, he said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, before he left, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel to every creature. That means that all the world, go into all the world. For God so loved the world that he gave. So he gave Jesus to all the world. Is that right? So all the world must hear the fact that he came to die for them. So once they hear that and they confess him, they repent and they confess him as their Lord and their Savior, they will be saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that is known as the Great Commission. So I say the Great Commission, the Great, commission. The great, commandment, the great commandment, the Great Instruction, the Great Order. And when you receive an instruction, the, an instruction is non-negotiable. When you buy a gadget and then there is an instruction manual, you do not negotiate. Say, do fix it this way. If you only want it to get the maximum benefit of that gadget, then you have to go by the manufacturer's instructions. Amen. 
So, number one reason why we must be so winners is so that we will obey the great commission, the great commandment, and the great word instruction. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Then as we also said that you must be a soul winner because we have been called. Just so we have been called. If Jesus, Jesus says, go into all the world, then it means that he has called you. Amen. And if an important person calls you to do something, you don't say no to the person. You must obey the person. Ma Matthew 22, 14. You are called. Tell somebody we are called. Hallelujah. Now, if there is something very heavy to lift, if there is something very heavy to lift, you don't ask only one or two people to do it. You ask many more people to come in. So, listen to me. The preaching of the gospel is not the preserve of just some pastors and evangelists. How many pastors in the world do we have? So, it is for every Christian. So, say every Christian. Say, tell your friend, the preaching of the gospel is your responsibility. Amen. Yeah. Isabel Kuhn said that it is not God who does not call, it is man who will not respond. Not that God hasn't called, it is man who is on. You know, sometimes somebody has had a call by, they are calling, question, question, but it's not responding. Is that not it? Yeah. So not that you have not been called, it is just that you have decided not to respond. I heard it, but I didn't mind it. And that is how we treat God. I heard God, but I didn't mind him. Mercy. So I say mercy. Number three reason is that you must be a soul winner because you were created to carry out the good work of soul winning. Soul winning is a good work. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Amongst many good, many works that you may do, the soul winning is a good work. So I say it's a good work. Yeah. And it's a better work than any other works. Hallelujah. Yeah. You must be able to finish university and say that I'll give myself to the, the work of the Lord. That is what I decided to do. And I remember when I finished school and I said I was going to do the work of the Lord. One of my, my uncle got up and said, the school, Now that you finish school, you have to be, this is the time to begin to, to them, to begin to enjoy, have some chicken. What's chicken? Today you are even running away from the chicken. Because he's been given all kinds of injections. Yeah. And he says that that's it. And they didn't understand. I remember very well when I was at university. I mean, the people knew my, knew my passion for the things of God so much. One young lady looked at me and said, Joe Kuma, you are stupid. When she heard I was going to preach. After university, those days, you say, all you are going to do is to preach. What do you come to do? She looked at me. She was short and short and small, shorty girl. She looked at me and said, you are, you are stupid. You are foolish. She insulted me. And I received the insult. Years later, I went to England and I went to visit him. Her and the husband. And then I was told that they have gone to town. What are they going to do? They have gone to preach, to join the stupid people. <laughs> so doing the stupid thing. And it, it's interesting. You see, in, 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 in London, you don't have people who spend too much time at church. But this lady and the kids, she had three kids, you see them Saturday morning. And in London, Saturday mornings, people lie in bed. They say, we are lying. We are relaxed. We are tired. But Saturday morning, by 8 o'clock already, she, she's out from the house 
and they go to their church, pray, prepare, and they go out for evangelism in London, United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. In London, United Kingdom, preaching. So you realize that there is more to life than the British pound, than the US dollar, just green paper, than Ghana cities, than the euro, than houses and lands. Can I have an amen? amen? Number four reason is when you win souls, it gives great joy and energizes Christians. So God wants you to be a soul winner so that you will receive great joy. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 3 and verse 17. Bible says that, and after this thing, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city. And verse 17, he says, the, the, and he said, Lord, the 70 returned with joy. The 70 returned with what? Joy. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Listen, there's a certain joy that comes to you when you win souls. And it's only mothers who can tell you how they feel when they, when they have a baby. When you conceive all the pains and all the difficulties, by the moment the baby drops, there's a great excitement. And when your spiritual babies drop, there'll be great excitement. So if you are not joyful, anybody who is moody, Madam Moody, and Mr. Moody, and there was somebody called Moody, dear Moody, but he decided to turn his Moody by preaching. Yeah, and became excitement. So you, if you want to be happy, you want to be excited, start preaching the gospel. Joy will come unto you. Amen. Amen. When you preach the gospel, you may not have much money in your pocket, but you are, you are more joyful than somebody who has a mansion full of money. Amen. I didn't have an amen. amen. Number five. So winning. In fact, the greatness of a church is not how many people are seats in the church but how many people that the church sends out to go and preach. Number six, you must be a soul winner because soul winning is the heartbeat of Jesus. Amen? And we have already read Luke chapter 19 verse 10 that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Everybody has a heartbeat. Everybody has something that excites him. And what excites the Lord is that you should win souls. Number seven, you must be a soul winner because soul winning prevents, you know, church quarrels and gossipings. Eh? Yeah. When you are, you, you have so much to do and your heart is burdened for the lost souls, you have no time to listen to gossips. And this one is thinking this and this one is saying this. You have no time to inspect people's clothing when they come to church. And you are comparing your dress to their own. You are looking at their shoes. You are looking at their hair. You say, their hair, this, this person says it's not real hair. It's artificial hair. And the hair, this one is, uh, this is not a Brazilian hair. But they got it from Kokompe. Whether it's Kokompe or wherever, it's a still hair. Amen? Hallelujah. So, so winning actually makes you become more spiritual and fruitful. Avoid church, all the church quarrels and go. They are stopped by so winning. 
Now, we said so we know also generate support and protection. Someone say it generates support and protection. Yeah. In fact, Peter Taylor Forsyth said it is not in our choice to spread the gospel or not. It is in our it is our death if we do not. That means that if you don't spread the gospel, it 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 causes your life to diminish. And when you win souls, you you generate support. That's what you generate support. Yeah. So winning generates heavenly joy, and there's a heavenly response to every soul that is won. Every soul that is won, heaven rejoices over it. Hallelujah. And a, a special blessing is also, uh, I mean, also comes to you. Luke chapter 15, verse 7 and 10. Luke 15, 7 and 10. Let's do the quick. I say unto you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Sorry, than over 99 just persons who need no response. So if you want heaven to rejoice and heaven to recognize you, then be a soul winner. Amen? Yeah, when you win souls, heaven recognizes you because there is joy in heaven. And who is in heaven? God. So if God, if you want God and his angels to be excited, then you've got to win souls. That's what he wins souls. Yeah, verse 10. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that who re, what? repents. Amen. Now, when you also win souls, it generates physical support unto you. So it's a physical support. In Mark chapter 10, verse 28 to 30, Peter said, Lord, we have left all and followed you. And look at the response of Jesus. Jesus said, no one who has left what? Father, mother, brothers and sisters, wife or children or land for my sake and the, and the gospels. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time? Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecution. It means that whatever you leave to follow Jesus, he will give back to you. Because it's a seed. And whatever seed you plant, you are going to receive a harvest. So may you receive a harvest. Amen. So as you are planting, listen to me. When you start following God, in giving your heart to the things of God, what you are not looking for, God will give to you. Amen. You will be surprised that you will have cars, you have lands, you have houses, you have things you never thought about and you never negotiated for. God will give them to you. As you win souls. Amen. Yeah. That is why sometimes people get up and say, oh, uh, they get up and they say, hey, look at that. He, this person became a pastor or he's doing the work of God and then he has, uh, he's got money and they think that it is church money or what? It is God who, who, listen. If you work for commercial bank and commercial bank pays you and you work for Echo Bank and Echo Bank pays you, then when you work for God, God will pay you. You visit your friend at Echo Bank, you are not a worker there. Many people have a misconception that once you come to church, then God will bless you. You will be saved. You see, God loves all his children and loves them unconditionally, but the blessings of God are conditional. He said, Prove it. 
Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. If thou shalt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do his commandments, then all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Blessings are conditional. Love of God is not conditional, but blessings are what? Conditional. Amen? So, when you fulfill God's condition in following his word, he will also bless you. Amen. This year, may you fulfill God's condition. Amen. May you do that which excites God. You see, when you do something that makes somebody happy, he's also willing to make you happy. May you make God happy so that God will also make you happy. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah. But as you serve God, and you see, when we gave our lives to Christ, it's not like today that you see many pastors, they have cars, they have whatever. There was no hope of having anything. But the important thing is that we love our God and we say that God has called us and so we're preaching the gospel, period. That's all. Yeah. And it's not about things. It's not about things. There's been many times that I said, travel, people say, we, those days, say, we want to work document for you. Why don't you stay with us here? I said, I'm going to Africa. I remember one time in, in the Netherlands, and then one white guy who knew me said, I hear you are going back to Africa. Isn't it better here? Why don't you stay with us here? I said, I've got something better to do in Africa than to be here. He looked at me like that. He thought everybody wants to stay in Europe. Not everybody wants to stay in Europe. My mandate is not to stay in Europe. My mandate is that I have a call of God here to preach the gospel of God, of Jesus Christ here, and especially in the, to the poor people. In the rural community, yes. He was very surprised. Very, very surprised. So, ladies and gentlemen, all I'm trying to let you know is that God will take care of you. Amen. As you preach the gospel. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. That's what he seek first the kingdom of God. And you want spiritual protection? Serve the Lord. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you, what? Shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn. For this is what? The heritage of the servants of the Lord. Because you are serving the Lord, God will ensure that protection will come to you. Amen. Oh, you didn't hear me. Amen. I said God will ensure that protection will come to you. Amen. I said God will ensure that protection will come to you. Amen. In Psalm 94, sorry, Psalm 91. Mm. Psalm 91, verse 14 to 16. Eh? I think when you start from verse number 9, where he says he shall give his angel charge over you to keep you all your way. Where is it? Give me start from there. Uh, I, I like it. Let, let, let's, let's try and then just go through the Psalm 91 quickly and then I, 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 I look at one or two things. He that dwelleth where? In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the what? shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. And what's a secret place? A secret place is a place of affection. Is that not it? Where you're doing stuff that you love. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Uh huh. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy Buckler. He shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. Oh, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at the rise hand. Hallelujah. Amen. But it shall not come nigh thee. You didn't say an, an amen. amen. Verse 8. Only with your eye will you behold and see the reward of the wicked. 
The wicked they will plot, but it will not work for you. It will not work against you. You are not hearing what I'm saying. I say it will not work against you. And Rita, you are not saying amen. I'm watching your mouth. I say it will not work against you. Amen. You see, when the word of God is being preached, you must give an accent to it. What you say, not what in your head, but what you say is what happens to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That is why when you go to Nigeria, Nigeria, the word works a lot for them. Because you hear them, amen, amen, amen. Ghana, we are too diplomatic. Mm, 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 mm. We will open our mouth. We feel too important. Yes, we feel too important. You will see them, they will get up and they will shout, amen. Amen means so let it be. Amen means that I accept what is being said. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah, so we can't be in church. The preacher is not a, a, a performer. Amen. Amen. I am speaking words of life to you. Yeah. It's a word of life. Many a concert, man. Many a concert. Me and you concert. We are not a national theater. And we are looking you. You laugh or you smile as and when you want to. You must respond to the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you have made the Lord, which is, the, which is my refuge, even the most high, your habitation, there shall no evil before you. Because you have decided to make God stay inside God, no evil before you. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Oh, he shall give. Why? Because he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all your ways. Whichever way you pass, even in the midst of your enemies, God will be your protection. Amen. Angels will be in charge of you. Amen. Listen, I believe in the work of angels. I have gone to villages where I am going to preach. I have been swallowed as I'm standing here. You see, when you hear me, the reason why I speak with that passion is because if it was not for this God, I wouldn't be alive. Yes. When I was born, as a baby, they tried to throw me from a story building. Yes. I shouldn't be alive here. So when you see me preach with passion and talk the way I talk, it's because if it wasn't for this God, I wouldn't be alive. I was carried like that to be thrown down on different occasions. And a man of God picked me up and spat into my mouth and said, this guy is going to be a great man of God. That's why the enemy... Sometimes the difficulties you go through is because the devil can see your future. Yes. Spat into my mouth and prayed over me. Cut that one short. When I started evangelism and preaching in the front place, there was a time that I was just walking. All of a sudden, I stepped in a place where there was a quicksand and I was being swallowed alive. I, was, I entered the sand all the way to my chest and somebody had to throw a plank of wood and I held onto it and I was pulled out of it. There are times that in the night, as we are just walking into some village, we are at night. Now, as we are, as we are just going, the Spirit of God will say, move to the right. As you move to the right, you see a paddle over there, a pool of water. That will swallow you up. You move to the left. He said, move to the left. So I know about angelic ministry. So when the Bible says that he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all your ways, I know what it is. I've slept in rooms with dogs and goats. I've slept, I've slept under idols before. But despite sleeping under the idols, God had his angels to keep charge over me. Amen. 
Yeah. 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 I've encountered a lot of snakes. Sometimes I'm just going to preach. You know, then you see the snake lying down. As I see the snake, I'll me to I jump over the snake. No, I don't touch the snake. I've seen wild snakes, pythons, cobras in the, in the bushes. He shall give his angels charge over thee. I was crossing from Tumu, going close to Burkina, and there was this river, whether it's, I don't know whether it's a white water or something, and as I was crossing, in the middle of, to go and preach, in the middle of it were crocodiles, live crocodiles, not dead crocodiles, live. You see that snout over there. And as I just, I just take a move, say, thank you, Jesus. 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 And the crocodiles, with the amazing. He shall give his angels charge over. Amen. So this man that is standing here, angels. Yeah. And the word of God. That is why I will be so foolish not to lift up my hands. To feel very important that I'm a pastor. So I won't lift up my hands and worship God. I won't kneel down. I won't whatever. What are you? What are you? It's the grace of God. And say you have gone to your small school, you have gone to. Yeah. I have known very intelligent people. They got mad. They got mad. In school. In school, there were very many people. They were more intelligent than us, but they didn't finish. They didn't finish. Some also finished and died in some very funny, in some freak ways. So if you are sitting where you are, then there must be a reason why you are alive. Amen. Amen. Because you could have joined the people at the mortuary. And you could have been dead long ago. Amen. The only reason why, listen to me, maybe you don't know. So today, watch me. The only reason why you are alive is because God wants to use you as a savior. And somebody says, how can I be a savior? Obadiah 121. <laughs> when you read once, Obadiah 170, it's upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance and holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their what? Possession. Now after that, then he says the verse 21, he says that, and saviors shall come up on where? Mount Zion. Are we not in Zion? Yeah. We are the spiritual Zion. So you are a savior. That's what the I'm a savior. And how do you, how do you exhibit that as, work as a savior? By the preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah. So let's go back to our Psalm 91 and finish it up. And then I'll talk about one or two things and I'm done for the day. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Good. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Verse 12. In, your, in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against. So angels are holding you. Amen. Yeah. The reason why your car doesn't... Sometimes you can see that a car is about to get so close to you. And God delivers you from it. Yeah. Angels are at work. Angels are at work. Amen. Amen. Madam, you are so late that you have to stay for the second service. So do not attempt to go home after this. Amen. Verse 13. You shall tread upon what? The lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. 
Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. Because you have set your love upon God to serve him, God will deliver you. Amen. I will set him on high. May the Lord set you on high. Amen. He said, I will set him on high. Why? Because he has known my name. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. You see, this is where, this is where when you call, after you have served the Lord, you shall call upon him and you are, he said, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Somebody, God is about to deliver you. Yeah. And God is about to honor you. Yeah. You shall receive respect. Yeah. You shall receive promotion. Yeah. You shall receive glory. Yeah. You shall receive exaltation. Yeah. You shall receive elevation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 16. He says that with long life will I satisfy him. See, your life could have been cut short. But your life has been extended Amen. because of, your, of the fact that you are in his service. Amen. When you work for a very good company, you said they, they take care of your medics because they want to make sure that you are alive to keep serving. So God wants to make sure that you have your full life to keep serving him. And I will show him my salvation. May you experience the salvation of God. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Blessing is coming to you. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Why do you have to become soul winners? So that we will, we, will, we will stop polishing the same coins over and over again. Luke chapter 15 verse 8 to 10. We will stop polishing the same coins over and over again. You know? The Bible says that. Oh What? What woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? Verse, and when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Amen. So you'll find out that when... The, the lost coin is talking about the dying souls. And then the other coins, the nine coins, is talking about the already established people in the church. And most of the time in the church, all we do is that we are polishing ourselves. We keep preaching, God will do this for you. Amen, God will do that for you. Meanwhile, there's a lost coin over there. And practically, when you are, you have, even when you have 100 cities and your 10 cities gets missing, don't you look for your 10 cities. You look for your 10 cities. It means that God wants us to look for those who are in the world who, who are lost. So that we reach out to them and preach to them. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? And when we do that, we'll avoid the mistake of polishing and polishing the same kind of coin. Can I have an amen? amen. Okay. So, our, our gifts in church... All our gifts and our, uh, our talents and our various callings are supposed to be used to win souls. Amen? So if you are a singer, you are a Christian singer and not a singing Christian. That's why I'm a Christian singer. I'm a Christian usher. So the Christian comes first before the, any other thing. Your Christian it's an adjective that describes what you are doing. If you're a businessman, you're a Christian what? Businessman. So your, your business is only a platform to advertise Christ. If you're a receptionist, you're a Christian receptionist. If you're a teacher, you're a Christian 
teacher. Amen. There was a time that I was teaching after when I, in my national service and other kinds of things. As I was teaching, every time I made sure that I would teach well, but my students will hear the gospel. Amen. So I have, I have many students who have become doctors and uh, lawyers or whatever, and they are, they are Christians. Eh? Lawyer taught one of my, uh, 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 my, 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 my students who is a medical doctor and also trained as a lawyer. Yeah, after becoming a doctor, he went there. Yeah. And I used to preach the word Bible to him. Preach when he came to Form 1. Secondary school, Form 1. Caught him and preach. So Christianity was inculcated into him. Have many of them engineers. Yeah, in America, in many places. Because I preach the gospel to them. Can I have an amen? amen? So you can also preach the gospel to somebody. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So all our singing, listen to me, all your singing, in fact, your dressing must be to draw people to Christ. So you now, when you finish dressing, you have to look at yourself and say, will this dressing advertise Christ? Hello? Will this my walking advertise Christ? Will this my week advertise Christ? Will this my language advertise Christ? And when you are singing, your songs you sing. Eh? See, did you like the, the song that the choir sang today? Yeah. They yeah. said, I told I chose myself. I'm choosing the song for you. Yeah. I want you to sing Jesus songs. Songs that when they're worshiping, you know, to honor God and go. Yeah. Your songs must draw the minds and hearts of people to Christ. Yeah. Every song must, must point to Jesus. Yeah. Someone say Jesus. Yeah. Other than that, we lose God consciousness and then we gain what? God consciousness. And somebody's not dressing like you. The person says, Jesus has left me. He hasn't left you. Can I have an amen? amen. So sometimes we make other people feel very bad. Yeah. And we give too much credence to material things. And in the church, it's like our respect for people who have seemed to be more. So once this person has and dresses this way, mm, yes, okay. But this one who doesn't seem to, then we have no, no regard for. No, you don't treat people like that. We are all washed and cleansed by the blood of the blood. Yeah, give honor to who honor is you. But make sure that you respect everybody. For a soul is a soul and is precious unto God. Amen. Amen. And then we must also win souls so that we, we save people from building their houses on the sand. Eh? We save people from building their houses where? On the sand. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 26 and 27, and everyone that hears the sayings of mine and does them shall, not, shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. Foolish people build their house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Have you seen it? And the Bible says in Psalm 127, verse 1, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that word, Build it. Amen. 
And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake but in vain. So ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to say here, are you here with me? The Lord is saying that we must preach the gospel to people so that we will save them from their building their houses on sand. Sandy foundation. See, when you are building a house, realize that you try to create a solid foundation. That's why we put concrete there to solidify, the, you know, the, the blocks that you are putting on the ground you, to solidify it so that when the winds blow, you will not, it will not let it fall. And after the winds, they will blow. Amen. Amen. But many people, they are building their houses. Their houses they are even building are like sand castles. When you go to the seaside and then you t- take sand and you are building, you see that the wind blows, the, the sea blows everything away. Yeah. So all the things that we are doing, many people, as they are going to school, and then after school, I want to have a scholarship go here. And then I want to have this kind of job. And I want to be able to marry. And I want to be able to have this number of houses. What they are doing is that they are building houses on a sandy foundation. Trying to marry the most handsome man. There are some people, their motivation is, I want a man who is six foot five. With the chest of a Hercules. He say, hello, baby. And then he has a house in New York has a house in Los Angeles, has a house in Europe, has a house in his hometown, whatever. All those things, listen to me, they will pass away one day. And they are, they are going to be very useless. Anything that you are doing that has no reflection with the kingdom of God has no meaning. Amen. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, let us preach the gospel to help people to stop building on sand. Eh? There's a song like that. On, on solid, on Christ, there's so rock I stand. Oh, is sinking sand. All on the ground is sinking sand. My
I, I, I remember my father. I was becoming a bit emotional as I told him. Very handsome man. My father was a very tall, well-built man. He was a sportsman. You know, very tall. She, 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 he was a toast of women. I mean, very nice. A very nice person that every woman would like. Very handsome and very gentle. And I remember the when he passed and we laid him in state. I'm a big brother, so he said, Mention my house name and said, Oh, look at daddy. Very athletic man walking around and couldn't even move his toes. Somebody had to wear him his suit, everything, and the man was lying there. He had cars, worked in a very high profile positions, and when we had to take him to the cemetery, there we had this special, you know, uh, kind of cart that takes people and it wasn't ready and we had to put his body at the back of a, a pickup the man that used to sit in cars control vehicles and everything when I saw my father lying down there Realize that life has an end, and that there is more that we needed, we need to do. And it has saw his all his nice suits, and his his body frame was such that it, it didn't fit any of us. We couldn't even just wear. I can, I can wear my father's clothing. He was a huge, big man. And my other brothers too, you know, nobody liked that. So his ties, different type. The, the flat one, and the big ones, you know, breastplate of righteousness. We call it breastplate of righteousness, those days, and had all those things. And we couldn't use one of those things. So you could see that somehow that aspect of his life was building on sand. But thank God that I had opportunity to preach the gospel to him share the word of God with him and before he passed he was a secretary of their church choir yeah. he's singing he's singing and serving his God before he died ladies and gentlemen we can do many things and I want this and I want that and I want that but we must give ourselves to God like the missionaries did. You see, today as we sit here, all of you guns, eh? your gun Bible and all those things that you read, it was because of Johannes Zimmerman. So anybody who has linked with Osu Presby and Abokobi Presby, this man came from Europe. Now, all of us, tree, our tree Bible was written by Johannes. Johannes Christella. When you go to a Cropon, there's a place called uh, Christella and a Krofi place. They have an institution. These people left 
Europe and came. And when they were coming, they came and were being killed by malaria. And as they were dying by malaria, they will send messages and say, the, the missionaries that were sent have died and they will send more, knowing that they are coming to Africa and that time they didn't have any drugs for malaria and yet they came because of the love of God that they wanted to ensure that people were saved. In that time, they didn't have, we didn't have telephones. We didn't have all the gadgets we have today. But today, even when we come to church and say, take your phone, and there's a program, church program, send WhatsApp message, you will send gossip. You will send the wrong thing. You will not send WhatsApp message. You will not send Facebook message. You will not send all the gadgets we have. We, we will not send. The gadgets, these gadgets are meant for the spreading of the gospel and not spreading of evil. Yeah. The spreading of evil. But we don't see these things as important. You go over there, go to a crappy mountain, you will see the graves of 17-year-old, 18-year-olds who gave their life to Christ. How many of us are willing to go to villages? Many years ago, one preacher told me, he said, teach your people how to make money instead of taking them to villages. I said, look at such a myopic person. All his life is about suits and shoes and food. And I've forgotten about the, the poor. Some people said that half of them, they have been anointed to preach to the poor. Their, 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 their call is to the rich. When the Bible says that, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. We have turned into stomach direction Christians. We only want to become friends with the, the rich. People who seem to have. When people don't have, we shun them. But the rich today used to be poor also. May our hearts change. May we decide to become soul winners. When you see anybody, see the person as a soul that needs to be won to the Lord. You are a hairdresser. When people come, you must think about how do I preach to them. Have tracks. Play Christian music. Play the messages in your church. Create a spiritual environment. When you, when, you, when, when you give somebody a lift in your car, let the person hear good preaching in your car. Not Shatawale songs. Some of us, we are Christians when we come here. From Monday to Saturday, Saturday evening, we are in a different world. Saturday night, then we are starting looking for our dress to become Christians. Christianity is not the church. Christianity is the life you live in Christ. And ask yourself that any day you fall, if you should fall today and die, would the Lord be pleased with your life? Would you have done anything significant? Can you point out to any people and say that, Lord, by your grace, I have, these are the people that I've preached to. There are many people who are waiting for us to hear us preach to them. But we are thinking about how do I get married? I'm thinking about marriage. I'm thinking about my schooling. I'm thinking about education. I'm thinking about having a house. I'm thinking about this. We are thinking 
and thinking and thinking. You know, as I was meditating on this word, I just, it came to me that why is it that these days we have so many churches? Have you realized we have so many churches? Even when we came to this community, we didn't have many churches here. Today there's a church here. There's a church at the top there. There's a church. In fact, from the junction here to this place, if I am not wrong, we may have about six churches. Yes. Because that story building, the top there has two churches. After that, there, three. There's one here, four. There's one here, five. There's another six. Our church here, seven, eight here. I mean, so just on this street, I'm sure by the time we, we have gotten to Adogon Junction, we should have about 20 churches just on the side. Just, just in the same. But look at the sin in our world. The sin in our community. Do you know why? Do you know why there's a sin in our world? Because the people just come into the church, but they don't have Christ in them. We, the church is not evangelizing. Most, these days, when people are even starting their churches, they are not thinking about going to win souls. They are thinking about the church they are living to take people from there. And even when they come inside their church around you, they are looking for the souls in your church to take away. You are preparing your soup and you are looking for the fish in somebody's soup to go into a You are being for. You are a wicked person. All those people shall be punished. All those who are, they are church destroyers. You are supposed to go and preach. And so the truth is that most of our churches that we say church growth, whatever, it is packaging and finding ways of stealing. Come to me. Don't you hear it all the time? Come to me. Have the solution to all this. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to man. You have to come to Jesus. But we are not leading people to Jesus. We need to change. Because if we really want souls unto the Lord, armed robbery will go down. If we really want souls to the Lord, all the wickedness will go down. You go to the ministries and see the things that go in the ministries. From Monday to Friday, you want something to be done for you. The frustration you go through. But Sundays, all these people are sitting in church. Means that we are sitting in church, not with Christ in our hearts, but there is something else. And then when we go out there, if we are true Christians, when somebody even comes, you look for opportunities to say that, I sit in this office, but in this office, as you have come here, I have something to give you apart from the documents that you are looking for. Let's change. Let's change. When somebody comes to work for you, you do something for the person, apart from whatever the payment, you are looking for extra something. If the person doesn't give you a tip, he doesn't give you anything. You serve as a restaurant. You have charged 20 cities, 50 cities. The person has paid. Because he didn't give you a tip, you have, you have become angry. The next time the person comes, you, 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 you don't smile with the person. Look at job. True. It must change. Ladies and gentlemen, God has called us to preach. May we become so winners. I'm not out of word. And I'm out of time. Can we sing Hug the Voice of Jesus Christ? Hug the
Had the voice of Jesus calling, who will go and work today? Multitudes are dying 
and the master calls you. He said, take the task he gives you gladly. Don't do it gradually. Let his work your pleasure be. Palace praise. Let his work your pleasure be. Intercessors, let his work your pleasure be. Living voices, let his work your pleasure be. Sanctuary cleaners, let his work your pleasure be. Everybody doing anything in the house of God, let his work your pleasure be. And if you are not doing anything from today, let his work your pleasure be. Answer quickly when he calls you. Because every day you live closer to your expiring needs. Every day you live closer to your ineffectiveness. When you, you start work, every day you are, you are going closer to your, your retirement. Yeah. But before you go on retirement, where you do not have that strength, that buoyancy, this is the time to give God your best. And to answer quickly and say, here am I, send me, send me. Every community that we are in, we must win the souls there, embarrass them and bring them to church. Amen? Put them in vehicles. Decide to, don't say, don't, don't say, my car is not meant for them. God gave you a car because of them. Whatever God has given you to you is because of them. Your house that you got, don't say, I don't want anybody to come and inconvenience me. We started springs of life from my living room. People were coming to our kitchen and using our toilet and everything. Today, this church is where it is. <laughs> if my wife had said that I don't want us to be inconvenienced, we couldn't have started when we had to start. We started. Then to my, my garage and to my yard. And we kept on. You have to be inconvenienced to serve God. You say, I don't want anybody to come and sleep in my house. I don't want anybody to come and do this. I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't make yourself too important. You are alive because God's work must be done. And think about how you can help others. Think about how you can be a blessing to others. Amen. We want to talk to God shortly and say, Lord, touch me and anoint me and use me for your work. In any way that you want to use me, I am here. Touch me. In the name of Jesus. Pour your heart onto him. And say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've been selfish. I've just thought about myself and never thought about you. But from today, anoint me and use me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Seal of Astonda Halas. Sheblekos Moras the Arabasanas. Presto Sterimas. Yes, have your way. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Sharabasundi Havrava. Have your way. Have your way in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Can we all lift our hands to God and say, Father? Father. We thank you. We thank you for the great commission. For the great commission that you've given to us. That you have given unto us. Your mercy. Your mercy has found me. Has found me to call me. To call me to this great work. To this great work. From today. From today. 
I receive grace. I receive grace to preach your word. To preach your word to the lost. To the lost. Use me. Use me as a great evangelist. As a great evangelist to minister salvation. To minister salvation. Make me to make a soul winner. A soul winner to draw the lost. To draw lost into your kingdom. Into your kingdom. If you want somebody to anoint, if you want somebody to anoint, here am I. Here am I. Anoint me. Anoint me. And send me. And send me. This is my pledge. This is my pledge. Unto you. Unto you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are here, you say, Preacher, I've heard about Christ. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want Him to be the Lord and Master of my life. I want you to raise your right hand wherever you are so I pray with you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want him to be the king of your life. I want you to raise your right hand wherever you are so I can pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, one thing Jesus always did was he called people publicly to come and to know him. I want you to walk to me. Come to me. I want to pray with you. Come on, give them a hand as they are coming. Help them. Help them. Who is there to help them? Who is here to help them? Please, lead him, lead him, bring him along. Glory to God. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you've also given your life to Jesus already, but you know that your fire is going now. Your love and desire for the things of God has been quenched. But now you want a new fire in you. Come and stand to my right hand side. I can pray with you right now in Jesus' name. Quickly come in Jesus' name. I'm waiting for you in Jesus' name. Quickly come. God's life, God's power. You, you, you have to you have to be realistic about yourself. I say so say, say God, I want to be a new person. And I want us to pray this prayer together, all of us. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I am. I accept the fact that I'm a sinner. I, that I cannot save myself. I ask for the I ask, O oh Lord, I ask God that you forgive me my sins, forgive my sins and cleanse me, and cleanse me from, all from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, God come, and stay my heart. come and stay in my heart. Be my Lord, be my, Lord my, king, my King, and my Master. And my master. I submit my all, I submit my all unto, you. unto you. From today, from today I, dedicate my I, life I dedicate my life unto you. Unto you. Take my life, Take my life. let it be consecrated let unto thee. O oh Lord, Lord. The fire in me, the fire in me that has gone down. That has gone down. Let it be stirred up. Let it be stirred up. Let fresh oil. Let fresh oil. And the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Be rekindled in me. Be rekindled in me. Touch me. Touch me. Anoint me. Anoint me. And use me for your purpose. Use me for your purpose. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for these precious ones. I pray that your spirit and your presence will come upon them. Fresh oil, fresh power, fresh grace, fresh glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, sir. I want to follow the gentleman and then with the God bless you, brother. Amen. Give them a hand, please.